Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is the way. Those voice That voice means that Sam is back. Hey, Sam, I'm welcome back. back. Hey, guys. Thanks to the, uh, the Sean's that uh, came right uh the two sean not sean's to uh no no Who was it that came well, and, and <laughs> talked with you guys we had we had will one week will okay and then we had steven last week oh okay yeah so thanks you guys for coming in and and helping out and, and making it a much better podcast oh my so god i appreciate that will made this such a good show i'm almost embarrassed that he's still on it <laughs> Um, Will was yeah. great, and of course Steven's great and funny as always. And absolutely, and I almost feel bad that I mean I don't feel bad because Steve and I, you know, the movies that we always review with him are, are movies that are from our our childhood. But it almost feels like yeah. I feel like we're robbing an him of an opportunity to do a good movie, just like with uh, our good friend <laughs> Stephen Honeycutt. We only ever seem to do really bad movies with him. Bad movies, yeah, that's but true. That it is true, but we'll 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 <laughs> fix it, fix it in post. No, we won't. Um. But with you here back, Sam, we're going to do something yes. a little different. So, full disclosure. No, really different. <laughs> f- full disclosure, <laughs> listeners. Here's a little bit of inside baseball. About five minutes before we were going to start recording, we realized that one of us had watched the wrong movie. And it's 100% my fault. I did not clearly communicate to the team what we were doing. I had announced last week's episode. You heard me say, hey, we're doing Enola Holmes. And then... Yep. We were also scheduled to do the trial of the Chicago 7. And so two-thirds of us watched one movie and one-third watched the other movie. So instead of doing just two of us doing one movie or just one of us doing a movie, we're going to do something completely different, and we're going to do a season two up to this point recap of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian season two. Yeah, this is a and and we're we're gonna talk shop for the next few minutes. Basically, this yeah. is this is something. If you would join us at a lunch, this is something we would probably have on the agenda um, for our lunch because we have very official lunches when we have when we get together with uh, secretaries and agendas. <laughs> yes, and yeah, the there's light. a warden. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a secret yeah. knock and everything. So what? So what? what is, basically, what Sam is saying is that I don't have a script. Um, for this, I don't have uh, <laughs> clips um, or trivia. Uh, I can look no, some of that stuff we, up as we go, but it, this we don't will be have a anything. Bit, it'll be a little bit different kind of episode. Yeah. Um, so with all of that having been said, I this will be episode three hundred and twenty-two, and tonight we're talking about Mandalorian season two, which at this is point this of our just just backing up a little bit. Is this our first time we've done a, a non-movie podcast? Or we've just just done talk when we just talked. I don't know. I think this might be. Uh, I think it might. It right? might be our first yeah. film because we that was we we're a movie review podcast, so we typically yeah, um, not typically we always do movies except for this time. I mean, even that Clone Wars movie that we watched that kicked off the series is still considered a yeah. movie because it was theatrical. 
in release. It was well, we, we do say that we explore the film industry, and I I think this is a part of the film industry, right? Well, absolutely, and, and yeah, yeah. It's I, part I totally of agree. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's part of the Disney machine, and it's fine. So I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Really loves deviled eggs, Jimison. <laughs> Andrew watched the wrong movie, Jimison. What? <laughs> <laughs> and well, you're you're now you're now ready for what three weeks and three weeks from now, right? Yeah. Something like that. Oh yeah, you're good. You're good. And I could write a novel on Enola Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, there are no novels written about her. Uh, and Sam. <laughs> My wow. wife couldn't watch the big spider's vector. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not the one with the wife who has arachnid problems. Yeah, my um, wife could not watch that scene. <laughs> yeah. But if there was if there was a way to kill you, uh, Sean, yeah. I would certainly toss you into a, a watery uh, coffin and, and something come from below eat you. Oh, okay. Alive. That's cool. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Although, no, 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 wait. No, no. Oh. Okay. No, I would probably tie a rope to your neck and then put a stake in the ground um, outside this hole in the desert. Okay. And then I would I would make lots of noise and then run away. Oh, you'd have me let me be eaten by the big thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that would work. Yeah, okay, that sounds weird. Right? No, that's fine. Does that sound okay? No, I, yeah, okay. it's great. It's all it's all fantastic. I'm I'm for it, I guess, or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. So, anyway, yeah. So, again, heads up, there be spoilers here. We're going to do, um, we're going to talk. Some what? Sp- Go ahead. Are we on episode three? Are we on episode three, right? Well, we're going to just Everybody talk about the first, three? the first three, right? Yes, you're right. Okay. Yes, yeah, I yeah, see yeah. what you're saying. Yes, as the time of recording, um, there's literally, as we record this, the episode four will have been put on streaming. Yeah. So, we are at episode uh, we're just going to talk to uh, up to episode three at this point. And there's a lot of canon stuff that I think happened in episode three that I'm confused on. Sure. That I would like to to get some clarification. So um, especially from you guys. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. So there's a there's a couple of ways we can do this because literally we're this is complete improv. So <laughs> we can do it one of a couple of ways and we're going to do it on the fly. I don't really care. And so option A is we can just kind of chat and recap each episode or we can just bounce whatever you want to do i don't really care i think we bounce i think we just yeah, go wherever the conversation goes yeah all right i like bouncing okay you know, with my body type I, watch, I bounce every step so it's good watch videos with lots of bouncing in it so we're good <laughs> okay that sounds fun. my life is a bouncy house so you said sam you mentioned um yes right before again seconds before we recorded that you've not watched rebels or the clone wars cartoon and no i have, i've I, uh, the movie turned me off, unfortunately. No, yeah. and I get that. I still think you should watch it. I think I do. If you like Star Wars, and I know that you do, um, mm-hmm. I think they're worth watching. And there are. It's just like okay. The one thing that's great about Mandalorian and basically everything since Game of Thrones came out is that oh, we can do TV shows that are short form, right? That are ten, twelve, yeah. fifteen season episode seasons, and they're great. Uh, because when you have to do 30 episode seasons... They're 20, not stretching the story out as far. Yeah, basically. I mean, right. you yeah. know, I, you, everybody knows my fondness of Star Trek, but I mean, let's be honest, of the, you know, of of those 20 plus episodes, you know, seasons during Star Trek, there's about six episodes that are bad, that don't need to exist yeah. at all. Um, and yeah. you could probably even argue maybe up to 10 of those episodes don't really need to be to be aired, which is why I like the new Trek in that it's like 10, 12 episodes Here's yep. the story. Now let's move on. So yeah, thank God we've gotten to that point now. Yeah. Yes. So that's the problems also with the Clone Wars is that there are times where you're watching this episode going, "Oh my gosh, I don't care." Yeah. But <laughs> then you get like I would say, well, no, I was just going to say the uh, first. I don't want to say the whole first season of the Clone Wars, yeah. but it, I feel like it evolved over time. It got better. It did, but. The the first season or maybe two, I was there was a lot of episodes where I just I didn't care about them too much. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've said it before on the show, and and I'll, I guess I'll continue to say it is that season one they're still figuring out what to do. There's a lot of the problems with season one is that there's just too much slapstick. 
there's too mm-hmm. much droids, you know, doing dumb droid things. And I think George Lucas was too involved in them. Maybe, and I think it took um, <laughs> a little while for kind of Dave Filoni to take over, but once he did, is where it gets really mm-hmm. good. I mean, obviously. So would you would you say to start with season two then? No, you need season one because the, there are, there's context. There's some context, yeah. but honestly, some of the, the the one of the coolest story arcs in all of Star Wars is Ahsoka. We meet her in the movie, and she's yeah. annoying, and you kind of hate her. And by yeah. season seven, you freaking love her, and you want you want to see her more and all the time. So, this isn't well, spoiler, I guess. Ahsoka is going to show up in Mandalorian. We've well, they mentioned her in uh, episode three, right? They do mention. If her. I remember yeah. right, yeah. So, yeah. So, so you saying I've gotten came. that, and I and, and I've gotten you know again spoilers. Um, I know that she is not a Jedi because she refused him or something like that. Um, but something happened where she turned away from the Jedi. Yes. And my question is that, is the Mandalorian going in that direction with being a Mandalorian? Because they have got, they have hyped up this whole idea that a real Mandalorian does not take off a helmet, that there's all these different rules he has to follow. And now he's starting to see, especially in this, this season, um, he first sees the sheriff guy, right? Mm-hmm. Who's obviously not a Mandalorian. And then he sees um, Starbuck uh, with with taking her helmet off, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as that group. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, if, well, let me ask you this. What is the background of Mandalorian? Are, is it a sect? Is it a cult? Is it, do we know what's going the- on with these folks? The Clone Wars really get into a lot, and and Rebels as well give you a lot of backstory. I think Rebels may give a little bit more because it deals with uh, uh, what's her her name, uh, Shocker? purple Shocker? hair. Oh, um, yeah. I if you would ask, I forget I, her name. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know. I'll tell you in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, but she. Yeah, a lot of her story deals with uh, the Mandalorians and and. You know, we talk about the uh, the siege of Mandalore a little bit and other things like that, and so you get a lot of backstory. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Rebels where you get a lot most mm-hmm. of the the backstory. So Sabine Wren is 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 the character you're you're making you're you're thinking of. Um, so, yes, Sabine. So Sam, I'm going to give you a, a brief and nutshell. And for those that are only watching the Mandalorian, like Sam, and have not watched those other shows, Mandalore is a planet. You know, it's it's a planet. And so if you are a Mandalorian, you are from that planet. Um, and so during the Clone Wars, they remained neutral because they were powerful enough to do so. They were a, a, okay. a very powerful warrior kind of race. And so they were strong enough to say, we're not joining you, you know, the Alliance, the Republic, but we're also not going to join the Separatists because we can. And there was a plot. They to, were Switzerland. Basically, yeah. So then there was a plot to do some stuff, and Obi-Wan actually kind of had a thing for the Queen. And they had a, oh, they no. have a, they have a past, which we don't find out about, which is kind of cool. We just know that they have a past. And we find out in the series that if she would have asked him to go with her, he would have. He would have left the order for her. Like, that's how, that's the level of you know, whatever for her, right? Um, then, which is which is something. I mean, Anakin gets so much grief for doing that with Padme. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, but the difference is, is that Anakin stays in the order while while he yeah. You know, whereas Obi he tries to have the best of both worlds, basically. Yeah. Whereas Obi Wan would have left. Yeah. The order. Um, so then a, a dark presence shows up. I don't want to say who it is. I'm just going to say a bad guy shows up and kind of um, kind of takes over Mandalore from the inside. A little coup kind of a thing. And so there's you know, years of kind of disarray and civil war. So that when we meet the Mandalore again in Rebels, Sabine, the girl with the purple hair, Andrew make reference to, she is from one of the houses, one of the powerful houses of, they're called Clan Wren, um, of the clan. Yeah. 
and they are kind of on the outside looking in of power because the empire has taken over at this point, which they refer to as the Great Purge. The empire, you know, comes in, wipes out a bunch of them, and steals all that Beskar armor, which is why it's such a big deal that the, in this the show, Mandalorian, he's able to get a lot of it back from Werner Herzog because of the Great Purge. Okay. So that's what happens then. So in Rebels, they they have a big fight to kind of try to um, free Mandalore. And so that is never fully resolved in Rebels, is that there's, there's an alignment of the houses, but Mandalore never, doesn't become fully free by the, this, the series' end. But Ren... i got to get my phone out of here. Sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear that noise or not. Um, but Ren is the wielder of the Darksaber. Which is what we saw at the end of the first season, right? Yes. Right. Okay. She is the wielder of it. So that means that tells Andrew and I that something happened to her between the time that she had it in Rebels, which again, Rebels is before episode four, Mm -hmm. and by the end of episode six, when the Empire, I guess the Empire goes back and recaptures Mandalore at some point. Mm, So Possibly. So, Starbuck is the sister of the queen from Mandalore. And we meet her, we meet her character in both Rebels and Clone Wars. And so, that's why she has that very specific haircut, is so that you recognize her. And so that's what she's looking for. She's looking for the Darksaber so she could reunite the clans and become the queen. That's why the episode's called Eris, because she's the rightful heir. Uh, uh, she's okay. the rightful yeah. heir to the throne of Mandalore. So so I am right that this episode was was jock chock full of 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 uh canon yeah. um stuff yeah. that if yeah. if you haven't caught up with those types of things. I mean it's they didn't present it in such a way that that I'm confused about the where the story's going, mm-hmm. right? But it certainly helps to know some of that information yeah. um, from Clone Wars and things like that. So interesting. Yeah. It, it, it so they are. So basically, now the the Mandalorian um, Din, right? Din something. I can't remember his, the last name of him. Yeah. He, he is not part of their group then, but they're all Mandalorians. So we find out by her. She refers to that that sect as a as um. Like a sect, death or a, sect, or something, yeah, yeah or a religious, it's like cult. a cult, yeah, cult, yeah. And so they are. Um, he's what's called a foundling. We make, make they make reference to that many times that he was not born on Mandalore. Yeah. And so yeah. So he was raised by this this sect that believed you don't take your helmet off. It's it's just a different version of the same people. Whereas, you know, Boba Fett and Jango Fett, those were Mandalorians from the planet. So that they don't have, they don't adhere to those religious rules. Okay. So it's just, it's just a different, it's just, and I think he, and now he's learning that because his worldview was that all Mandalorians didn't take their helmet off. And mm-hmm. then he meets, right. he meets two that do. Then he finds out obviously one that the, the, the sheriff is not an actual Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But but also that he got that from somewhere, right? Well, Somebody giving up their armor to... Well, he got it from the Jawas, but where did the Jawas get it? Yeah. Yeah, wasn't the story they got it from, like, a dead Sarlacc pit or something like that? Or Yeah, they yeah they found it in the pit. But, you know, but Boba Fett's alive, which is the cool thing. Yeah. Because he's, that's who we see at the end of season, episode one. That's the actor yeah. that plays Jango Fett from the prequel movies. So... Yeah. So, have you guys seen the um, episode of Parks and Rec where Patton Oswalt's on there, and yes. he is—he's talking about how he's, how Boba Fett survives the Sarlacc. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you need yeah. to go just watch that Isn't episode. Is he like filibustering or something like that? Yeah. And he decided to go yeah. off on yeah, that's good stuff. His fan fiction of how Boba Fett <laughs> survives. I have not seen that. I'll have to check that out at some point. Yes, yeah, check it out. It's worth it. Absolutely. So I saw some people on Facebook that didn't like this third episode. They said it was boring. Really interesting. Yeah, I thought I thought I didn't I didn't think it was boring. Um, 
but it was certainly a lot of um, not explicit um, exposition. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Right? There was a lot of storytelling. And there was, you know, Starbucks telling what's going on sometimes feels like it's a uh, uh, a data sheet or something like that when she's talking. But um, I enjoyed it. I love the AT-AT with the uh, crane. Now I want one of those for my uh, my Lego collection. No kidding. So, oh, yeah. You could probably make one of those with your uh, 3D printer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually looking at the trivia for this episode specifically. Um, the crane that lifts the Razor Crest appears to be a modified Imperial Walker. They can also be seen in the background of Corellia in Solo, a Star Wars story. That's cool. Really? That's cool. Um, okay. Huh. So, I'm trying to think. Some of the other kind of neat if, if I had, I well, do have one complaint about this season. Okay. The last episode, episode two. The frog character. Yeah. I didn't like it. In terms of a Star Wars alien character, it was too... You feel it was too cartoony? Yeah. And it was too connected to our world, I think. Um, I, the, the name is literally Frog Lady. And I know that there's things in this universe, in this this Star Wars land, if you want to call it that. But mm -hmm. And when these characters were created, George Lucas used things from our world, of course, that he... Mm -hmm. You know, like the uh, uh, Gamoran guards, right? They're pigs. Yeah. But with the frog lady, I just, I, I kind of feel like it's very cartoony. And I, it, it's it too much like a frog. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, you took a frog's head and that's it. You know, when you're talking about the, the, the guards, certainly they have piggish faces, but they at least gave them a little more alien look to it, right? You, if you would put the the picture of the frog lady up against a a frog from our world, you won't know the difference. You know what uh, it reminds me of is that show Dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what the characters reminded me of in a way. Yeah. So, I mean, and even the whole story behind it was just—it's a frog for God's sake! It's a—it's a four-foot walking frog. This isn't Rocket, but you know the raccoon. Um, you know, this is Star Wars, which should have nothing Earth-like in it, or Earth-copied in it. Mm. No, okay. Yeah. It, it didn't, didn't bother you. It didn't bother me. I don't care. It's it's Star Wars. There's weird things. I mean, they're on a planet with dudes that have squid faces, and the Mon Calamari. And so you're okay with that? Yeah. You know, like I mean, calamari is just another word for squid. You know, like yeah. So I don't I don't really care. Um, yeah. But so Andrew, I didn't know this, and this is cool. I'm reading the trivia. I, I just didn't know this. The reason why Katie Sackhoff is the one that is uh, the actress playing Bo Katan People. is because she did the voiceover for the character in Re uh, for Clone Wars and Rebels. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. Starbucks. Yeah. Starbucks. Huh. Was yeah. Um, Katie Sackhoff, the actress. She did the voiceover. She did the voice acting for that character. Huh, I mean, that, that's huh, that's huh. such a brilliant move to just to want to have her do the role that she does the role for. Like I think that's amazing. That's really cool. I I, I love the I fact that, that that Mandalorian is able to do that kind of stuff, though. Right? Yeah. Or even Star Wars in general, where you've got all these big name actors who are like in waiting in line to have these one-off parts or, or, or just, you know, to be a stormtrooper under a helmet. I mean, it just yeah. blows my mind. I love it. Well, the, can, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. I was going to say, I, well, no, you finished. Cause I feel like you're on a, on a thought well, process. I was just, just going to, to continue on with that. So like they did the same thing with Saul Guerrero, right? We meet Saul Guerrero for the first time in, um, the clone wars. And he was voiced by, um, Forrest Whitaker. And so when they decided to do Rebels, I mean, uh, Rogue One, gosh, what came first? No, Rebels came first. Star Wars Rebels, they made him look like Forrest Whitaker because he was a little bit older. So that's why mm -hmm. when he shows up in Rogue One, 
that's why he looks like you know, like 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 the fact that they were able yeah. to use him again is is really really cool and that he yeah. was age appropriate he was the right age to do that i mean i just it it, it makes me glad to know that there's kind of a I don't master know. plan yes you know which gets right? back to uh, a marvel like master plan well it's because yeah. you have dave filoni <clears throat> who's in charge of 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 um star wars rebels and um and Clone Wars, you got this yeah, one yeah. guy who basically was taught by George Lucas. You yeah. know, he's he was given the holocron and said, "Here <laughs> is the Jedi universe. This is you know, like this is what it's all about." And so this is how it works. This is the way. Yeah, exactly. So, Andrew, what were you going to say? Well, um, I do like, and and they did kind of the same thing of uh, with the Boba Fett character. Right, he plays the dad. He plays Jango Fett, mm-hmm. and all the clones are based off of him. And he's he's back now, which we never see Boba Fett in the original three movies with his helmet off, so we don't know what he looks like. Yeah. But uh, they have gone back and digitally put his voice in uh, over what was there for the uh, revisions of George Lucas's work. But I will say that there are some characters, not just the frog. Well, there's one character that I really don't like, and I think it's her acting, and that is uh, Amy Sedaris. Which, which uh, one is she? I'm sorry. I don't know names she's real the, well. She's the curly-headed... Uh, well, this is her real name. <laughs> she's the curly-headed... Uh, oh, the part, one... Part who, with like, the robots and... Yes, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't it looks know like she came straight out of the, the early 70s. Um, yeah, and like the star. Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel like she's friends with. Uh, names are escaping me tonight. With what's his face? Um, Jason, the creator. No. Okay. The, well, maybe, but uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter why she's here. But the yeah. she just there. I feel like she's a bad actress in this world. I mean, she's done other stuff that I it haven't hasn't bothered me, but in this. I, I I get taken out of it by her acting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I was I was didn't notice her as much, I guess. I was reading so trivia on uh, episode two, the passenger. The passenger's frog like species is based on Gribbit, the Rybet bounty hunter first seen in Star Wars newspaper comic strip in eighty one. Mm. So, you know, there's a little bit of you know, whatever. <laughs> she's, she's been there before. You know, that, that thing has been fan there service. Yeah. It's a little fan bit of fan service. service. Well, so episode two has some other kind of fun fan service. So, you know, the, 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 that, that episode, he's traveling from Tatooine. He's got to go somewhere. He's, he's transporting the frog lady with her eggs. Right. And so we have this whole running gag throughout the episode that baby Yoda <laughs> wants to eat all her, her eggs. <laughs> and he does get like three or four. And which is kind of the people joke. are upset at that, by the way. Really? Yes. Oh. Well, I feel like there's more to it, and maybe there's not. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But when you first see him approach her, her tank, or whatever this is, you see all these eggs come to him. Now I don't know if he is. I think pulling he's them using, forcing, the, using the force to yeah. pull them in, or if they are. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's what it was, and maybe I just misread the situation. But I thought, oh, these eggs are like, there's something with them that, but I guess that just kind of hit me. He's using the force to, to pull the food to him. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> no, I, I just kind of answered my own question. Yeah. But. So the, um, so anyway, so you have that, so that, that whole, that whole part, right? You have the, and so he can't, he can't use light speed because it'll, it'll mess up with the, the eggs. So he has to travel, you know, sublight. And of course, then the X-Wing guys show up. And they're like, hey, you did that prisoner job thing. And so that's what causes the chase, which causes him to crash, which causes him to fall into the cavern, which causes him to find the spiders. But so, wait, 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 stop there for just a second. Yeah. I totally thought of you when I saw the, the crash. Okay. Because I'm like, the Razor Crest is turning into the Enterprise, where oh, the Razor Crest keeps getting beat up all the time. Yeah. So anyway, just thought 
Uh, that's interesting. I, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right. It, it does feel like the Razor Crest. Like every time he goes somewhere, he has to pay <laughs> someone to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you're you're not wrong. It does kind of feel a little episodic in that. It's like, oh, can you mm-hmm. fix it? And of course, they, they turned it into a punchline in this one where he gets in there, and there's like squids inside. There's rope off all <laughs> their stuff because the Mon Calamari. You know, I mean, it was a funny gag, but I mean, like. That's not in any other show. It's not like Admiral Akbar's command ship in Return of the Jedi had rope everywhere. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you, you know that's the Pirates of the Caribbean coming in there, right? A little bit. You it, see it, Johnny it, Johnny Depp. Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah, in the shadows behind him. <laughs> yeah, John, uh, J- Captain Jackson. What bothered me about that? <laughs> what bothered me about that is uh, there was stuff like. Inside the cabin, where stuff wasn't messed up, like yeah, it's like why did he do that here? <laughs> why is there this rope coming across the yeah. driver's seat? What's what's going on here? It's just a, it's a joke. It's just to be a joke. Yeah. Um. So the spiders are. We see them in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, they they oh, they establish okay. a base on a planet that has these things on it, but they don't know that when they first get there, and then. <laughs> The Jedi have to kind of go through some stuff. The two Jedi have to go through some stuff with the spiders. Um, so when they showed up in this show, I'm like, oh, hey, we've seen those guys. And, and But the big one that attacked the Razor Crest, there, there's none that are that big in the show. So when that big one okay, landed no. on top of the crest, I thought, oh, my God, that thing is massive. <laughs> now, what was it in the, uh, in, in the Rebels show that they used? There was some sort of device that they were putting in the ground. What was that? They were just that kept they, them away? Yeah, it was just like um just sensors. They were just using these little like radio frequency sensors, like motion sensors, so that if you know someone approached the base, the base would be alerted of, of the whatever. And for whatever reason it bothered the spider so they would you you build a fence of these sensors around the the base. Yeah. The spiders would And they wouldn't stay go away. past the, the fence. Yeah. Okay. They, they would just stay away. I don't know if this was just fan service or if we'll see them again, but uh, I just I had that in the back of my mind. Like, there's ways to keep these spiders away. I mean, he, Mandalorian doesn't know this, but I think you know. I think it was just a way. It, we're gonna, all right. We need to introduce a way that the ship gets banged up. We need to put them in some more peril. And yeah. well, we'll use these things because we've seen them before in Rogue One. And if you've not seen them in Rogue One, you won't care. Or not Rogue One in Rebels, but if you not seen them you won't care they're just giant terrifying spiders that can you know puncture a ship and so and then you kind of get the way, they they did puncture the cockpit that's that's one thing that bothered me right that that one spider leg came through the cockpit yeah and yet they're able to get to space somehow well, some he, way i guess he i don't know he he obviously repaired it, the glass at some point we don't see him do it but i mean you see him yeah. blow torch at some point i thought oh. with the montage yeah, we did have a montage in that. You're not wrong. <laughs> this this show has had several montages from dating back to season one. There have been several several montages. Um, but yeah, I I'm still loving it. I still think this is such a good yeah. show. And it, yeah, it's so in world, right? It is so on target with the in world Star Wars feel. I just love it. It's it's yeah, I it's what we it, wanted. Know, I heard people say that it's a Western. It's like a space Western. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really buy into that until the first episode of this season. I mean, he's just slowly you know, riding that speeder <laughs> down the middle of this desert planet uh, town. Tatooine. And it is exactly, yeah, sorry, Tatooine, uh, exactly like what you would see in a... Uh, Cowboy uh, riding a know, horse in a town, yeah. Yeah, with the people giving them the side eye and checking out this new stranger that's come to the town. And then the tremors it, it that very much you from underneath the <laughs> Yeah, and then tremors shows up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean this movie does or the show, it does feel like a western. It it it, it kinda yeah. does. It it has, you know, the bounty hunter aspect. There's kind of a little bit of a lawlessness to it. You know, the X Wing pilots kind of show up as the marshals. I mean it Yeah. It, th- Very much a western. It yep. is. It is a western. I mean, Star Wars is you know it's it's a space <laughs> opera, but it 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 has very much elements of that, and and I think that's great, I and mean, that's why I like it so much, and yep. and it's such an interesting character, and again, I cannot describe to you how excited I am for 
Ahsoka. Um, yeah. We do know who's who, playing Ahsoka. I was getting ready to say we know who it is. It's um, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Rosario uh, Dawson. She was the night nurse from the Daredevil series. Oh, and okay, that. yeah, yeah. And Men in Black too. Men in Black too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay. A, and a yeah. bunch of other great things. Uh, but she's a great actress, and and I think she totally fits. And it would it would be age appropriate yeah. too. I think she would be you know age appropriate. Yeah. But like I. I'm not saying I want her to do like a whole lot of Jedi stuff, um, because this this show feels more grounded without a lot of Jedi stuff. But I still think it'd be pretty cool because she's one of the handful of Jedi still in the in the galaxy that we are aware of. And well, again, I, Jedi, you're right, Sam. She's not Jedi. She's Force user. Yep. But yeah, yeah. You want to know my theory? Yeah, sure. So this is my theory that. You know, we see in episode nine, uh, not of not of the show, but of the movies, that Palpatine is a clone, mm-hmm. right? My theory is that somewhere along the way, Yoda was also cloned, and this is a clone of Yoda, and Ahsoka is going to essentially train him to become what he was. Before, because <laughs> she's going to she's going to she's going to recognize him as Yoda, yeah, and she's going to train him to be because we heard rumors a long time ago that there were going to there was going to be a Yoda series, mm-hmm. and so I feel like maybe this is where this is going eventually. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Part of me almost feels because Ahsoka is only in it for one episode, so either. We only see her at the last episode after a lot more stuff has happened. He does. It takes him a while to finally get to where he needs to go. And 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 she's only there at the end to to take the child and to do that thing. I I, I don't know. I don't. I have. I honestly have no idea where this is going. I don't know if she's gonna do it or if she's gonna say, I I can't, I can't train him because I'm not a Jedi. You know, I well, here's here's my thought, right? I think in some way, shape, or form, the Mandalorian is going to be taken off his helmet soon because he has met other Mandalorians who's given him a new worldview. He's going to meet Ashoka, Ahsoka or Ashoka? Ahsoka. Ahsoka, who has given, you know, or basically gone away from the Jedi or, or whatever happened to her, right? So, and I, I think the theme of this season is is change in terms of your worldview uh, and, and away from the, uh, the trappings of this sect that he's in. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know uh, she, because, because they've got a name brand actor underneath that helmet. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he, I'm surprised that, that it hasn't happened yet. And yeah. I, I'm almost willing to, I'm almost willing to, to bet that, that that's going that is going to be a storyline either at the end of this season or into next. He does he does get a little bit of FaceTime in the last episode of season one where yeah. the, the the droid sprays his face with that back to stuff to kind of help him out. And it was really funny when he when his helmet comes off. <laughs> my mother in law was watching it with him. She was like, "Oh, he's not very cute." <laughs> and I'm like, "I said, but you saw him in Game of Thrones." And she says, "Wait, what?" And I, I went and had to show her who he was in Game of Thrones. And she goes, was, oh, yeah, he's handsome in Game of Thrones. I said, well, his <laughs> face has been under a metal bucket. I mean, what do you expect? So, so side note. Yeah. Yes. Ahsoka is no longer carrying lightsabers. She's actually really? just carrying a water gun. Yeah, it's a water gun. A super Ahsoka. <laughs> Joke quick because I was about to like throw down. Like, no, she is still carrying lightsabers. They're just colored. They're colored white. (laughs) You know that it's it's a it's a soup Ahsoka. I know. I like it. No, that was good. That was a good pun. I I appreciate it. Good. Uh, That's what they call it in in Long Island, though. Yeah, it's a soup Ahsoka. Yeah, Sam. There's a there's a really great fight scene. Um, So the two, two probably two of the best choreographed. CGI animated whatever fight scenes 
are is one is between Ahsoka and Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, they they have a fight and it's really great because she 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 holds her own against him because she oh. knows because she knows who he is. Um, eventually, she finds out during the fight. She's like, "Wait, you're you're Anakin." And then he yeah. recognizes her for a moment, and then he kind of reverts back to who he actually is. But the other one is between her and Darth Maul. And what they did was, is they actually motion captured the fight. They actually got the dude that played Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, that actor who's still, oh, wow. who's still, uh, he's like, he's a legit. Stuntman or something. Yeah, he's like a legit ninja, right? Yeah. And they got him to do the motion cap for the fight scene. And it's oh, and that's oh wow, that's probably I think that one's better than the Darth Vader. Oh, it's way scene. better. That's why I mean, that's why I said it second. It's yeah. way better. It is a it's truly amazing work. Um, it is. Yeah, it's really great. Huh. So I mean, uh, I hate to say it, Sam, but it it that fight scene is worth watching seven seasons of Cl- of Clone Wars to get to that. <laughs> I, I I know it sounds crazy to say that, but uh. like, because you need the character development, you need to to hate her and then fall in love with her as yeah. a character yeah. because you hate her at the beginning, but as she starts to get older and wiser and more mature, you're like, she's actually really great. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like, I think we, we've all known people that way. And I think that's why we do grow to, to like her because she reminds us of that kid that used to be so annoying and <laughs> eventually grew up to be somebody that we're like, Hey, Hang out with us, you know. A good person, yeah. 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 And, and not just a good person, but a good, uh, and not just a good fighter, but like 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 wise beyond her years because she had to go through so much. And you know, like she was, like most Jedi were raised before the war where she had to be trained during the war. So she only knows war uh, as a result of it. And, uh, and mm. I will say this, uh, you don't know what the, do you know what the Inquisitors are, Sam? No, no. I don't know if we'll meet any. I guess we won't meet any of those in Mandalorian. But anyway, she has to fight an Inquisitor and Rebels. The Inquisitors are like Darth Vader's little minions. They're force-wielding minions that we run into in Rebels. Hmm. And if you play the they're dark... Al- oh, sorry, they're almost like bounty hunters in their own right. Yeah. For the, for the dark side. Yeah, actually, that's a great. Andrew's right. They're they're basically they their sole job, their sole purpose in life is to seek out other the remaining Jedi in the galaxy and kill them. Oh, that's their job. Is they work for Darth Vader and they just go out and and we meet a couple of them in uh, in Rebels and Ahsoka fights one of them and I mean like disposes of them quickly. Like it's not even a, a, cl- a close battle. It's pretty amazing. So anyway, hmm. um, I know I've spent most of my time talking about rebels and, and Clone Wars, <laughs> not Mandalorian. But 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 that's what we've you know that's what we got to base what we're seeing on. You know, obviously they're talking about Mandalore stuff, and if you don't understand the background, you know, you're not going to understand what where the story might be going. Yeah. I hope we do get to see how uh, Moff Gideon gets the dark saber. Yeah. How it, how it's lost. You think they'll do it a flashback or something? Maybe. I, I don't I, know. I do. That's think what so. I'm hoping to see. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. would love for them when, when Starbuck finally has, it, she, she's going to have a confrontation with him. We know it. I think they're building to yeah. that. And there's going to be some kind of confrontation with him and the saber. And there's going to be a fight. And the, you know, our, our Mandalorian is going to be there with her to, to help her. Um, and, you know, she'll she'll tell it. I I remember the day you came in and took that from whatever, and he'll laugh mm-hmm. and tell his cool story with his cool words and things. I just like the way he talks. He's just really interesting in that that last episode. And so, yeah, I think it'll be. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I'm also reading here in the trivia on the episode two of this one that uh, the director of that episode was Peyton Reed, and he, like John Favreau, who worked in the MCU, he directed Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, got a little bit of, <laughs> like, a bug theme going on there. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, Did you see who, who directed uh, episode three? Yeah, Dallas, 
Dallas Bryce Howard. Bryce Dallas. Our Howard. Jurassic Park uh, uh, connection. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think much of it when I saw her name up on the screen, but <clears throat> that's other than I was like, oh, that's Ron Howard's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which she probably hates being called Ron Howard's daughter, but. <laughs> well, I mean. Not that he's bad. I'm saying she wants to be noticed in her own right, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. I guess, I mean, that's, the, that's, that's, you know, oh, you're Chris Hemsworth's brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're, yeah. you're. If you're tangential to the famous one, that's what you are. I mean, I got to, and I know I like to fl- yeah. kind of flout this whenever I can. I don't know if flout's the right word, but I got to meet Rance Howard, who was Ron Howard's father, who was known as Ron Howard's father, even though he was an actor before Ron was an actor. Was it in that? Was that the Western thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, have a okay. picture of me with him, and I was in Western gear, and so was he, and he was great. He was a very nice gentleman, and it was a pleasure to work with him, and. But he's Ron Howard's dad. If I said I got to work with Rance Howard, you'd be like, okay, who's that guy? And I would say Ron Howard's is that, dad. Is that the bald guy that's on all the Sandler movies? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm looking here at stuff for episode one. So we haven't talked much about episode one of this this one yet. That monster bit, that whole scene was just amazing. I just thought oh, that was did so you notice? Cool. Did you notice the uh, screen change? It went from it went from uh, a, a strict letterbox, and it opened up when the when the creature came out of the cave. Oh, the aspect to, of to the full screen. screen. The aspect, yeah. I did not notice that, and I usually yeah, that's that type of that's stuff. why it felt so gigantic. Um, because mm-hmm. he changed the aspect of it. That's what she said. That's really <laughs> cool. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. I did see that cool piece of trivia that I think I, I reposted on Facebook or something where. When they were they were they were um, filming or writing, I think they were writing the scene where um, Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, is, is talking with the the Sand People, and they yeah. were trying to come up with a way to do language. And they and someone on set said, "We should just get someone that that is no deaf language. and knows yeah. ASL." And so they brought yeah. someone from the crew that was, you know, I love that. I think that's so amazing. Like, yeah. Hey, that's we awesome. don't know how to do a thing. Let's ask someone that knows how to do a thing. That's just and, and knows how to make it look natural. And yeah. I mean, it's already a lot. Le- yeah, I loved it. I thought that was great. Yeah. Great, great. And I love the the expansion on the, uh, was it the Tuscan Raider uh, society, right? And the, yeah. that where they're not just, you know, walking single file um, yeah. so that you don't know their numbers type of thing. I have, I have a question of... Uh, as to whether or not Boba Fett, you know, we see him at the end with the Mandalorian staff. I mean, the uh, sand, <clears throat> sorry, with the uh, sand person rifle and mm-hmm. staff, whatever that is. Uh, and is he now living among them? Is he like gone from being, or is he, did he kill those one of them and take their stuff and he's living on his own? Like, I kind of wonder if he's assimilated to that group. Or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I is he yeah. uh, is he like Kevin Costner in um, Dances with Wolves? Where he's grown gills and can breathe in the sand. Yeah, or he's delivering mail in the desert. All, all those are the same. <laughs> um, I did like, I, I noticed this, and I'm reading in the trivia, so it's confirming, but the, the, um, the sheriff of Nottingham there, the sheriff, uh, he's the, the marshal. That's the name he used, marshal. Yeah. Um, Timothy Oliphant. He is riding on a modified version. He basically that is Anakin Skywalker's pod racer engine that he's riding on, or or next to. That's that's uh, the one that he uses in the first movie. I thought that was kind of cool. Like I, it looked like it. I'm like, yeah. it looks kind of like it. But no, that that's it. That's the one. That's that's pretty neat. I kind of appreciate how they. I mean, they we see that Ray does that in Episode Seven, right? Force Awakens with an old speeder, you know, or a speed racer, pod racer, sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I think I'm I'm glad that they brought that full circle and did it again, just so that we know that it's, hey, it's not uncommon for people to do this. Hmm. Man, there's actually a lot of trivia in these episodes. Interesting. 
Yeah. Um, there's a lot of information about the crate dragon. Like this is the first time we see the crate dragon, like in full, full mm-hmm. view. Uh, the first time we 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 there's reference to it is in A New Hope, where you see the bones sticking out of the desert. Uh, as Obi- uh, as uh, R two and C three PO are walking by. Mm-hmm. It looks much smaller in A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. That that thing is is pretty uh, pretty pretty. Uh, all right. Well, other than me just sitting here reading this stuff, I mean, gosh, there's a lot. Go, go read the trivia. I mean, it is it is immense. Um. Oh, that's funny. Just like in Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett's jetpack malfunctions from a good strike to the back. I didn't I didn't thought about that, but he's right. <laughs> he just hits him and he flies off. That's hysterical. I hadn't thought about that. Man, it's so cool. I just, I just love all that stuff. It's so great. I mean, yeah, it's a little fan servicey, but I, I, I look at it as, here are the rules that have been established beforehand, and we're going to follow those rules. And yep, and we are. We're, we say that all the time. We're stickler for build us a world, put some rules, and then follow those rules. Yeah, and find yeah. interesting ways to get around the rules, or you know, don't just break them, right? Just, right. Right. You know, give us some new ideas, and and I I think we're we're seeing that in these worlds that they're creating, yeah. at least in the Mandalorian. And and I I think I truly think that since Disney has taken over and they've been giving these new these new things, these new ideas, these new stories to tell us, starting with Rogue One, which I think we all agree, Rogue One is one of the better Star Wars movies that yes, we've seen. absolutely, it's, it's my number one of all of them. Right, it's a really yeah, good yeah. story. It's a really good movie. So good, and I love the fact that, like specifically, um, you know, the fact that in order for you to have Red Five as Luke Skywalker, you need to kill off the guy that's supposed to be Red Five, and so they do that in the movie, and they tell you, and so yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, it's this is a little bit like how how Indiana Jones gets his whip and his hat and his scar all in the intro of the movie, but like. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with kind of giving... It's the same thing, right? These are the rules. The rules is is that Red Squadron is a thing, and yep. we need a dude to fill in because our last guy on the last mission died. So Luke, you mm-hmm. need to be Red 5. Um, and uh, so anyway, I just think that that's all just really, really yeah. cool stuff. And yeah, it's great. And Star Wars is cool. And also, and Sam... <laughs> Sarah has watched these shows with me. She has watched the yeah. Rebels with me all the way through, and I've watched Rebels three times all the way through. She's only watched the Good one. Lord, it's, it's not long. It's only four seasons, so I mean, you can you can consume it pretty quickly. Although the first season, oh no, Rebels, Rebels. Sorry, Rebels, I was Rebels. thinking Clone Wars. Clone Wars is <laughs> yeah, Rebels. Clone Wars, is Clone Rebels Wars is good. Rebels. Yeah, so Clone Wars is okay. in between episodes two and three. Rebels is in between episodes three and Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. The, speaking of Sarah watching it with you, Karen uh, has never wanted anything to do with Star Wars, and so my kids wanted to watch The Mandalorian, and uh, I let them watch it, and she was just in the room with us, and she kind of it was one of those things where she kind of got sucked in, mm-hmm. and now she has watched all The Mandalorian, and <laughs> it has intrigued her to go watch the last three episodes of. The series, the uh, Skywalker saga, right? She's gone back and watched all the, the new movies. The sequels, yeah. And just because she was curious as to what happens after, so yeah, it's 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 that good of a show that it can suck in people that aren't really interested in the world. The one thing that I think is great about the timeline that they chose, it when to do this, is that we have very little information on it. So. The, I mean, basically, they have about a 20-year period in which to do whatever they want because all we know is is that by the time we get around to the rise or the, the Force Awakens is that the, the Republic is weak the, and that the, uh, the First Order is the most powerful thing in the, in, the, in the galaxy and that the Jedi are a myth, like they're gone. Like that's the only thing we know about. So there's so much room to maneuver. There's so much they can go anywhere 
right? They can literally do anything as long as they don't <laughs> run into Ray or Poe or somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like they could do, and they won't, because it wouldn't make sense. So I think that's yeah. I think that's really brilliant because there's this is the point of time in the Star Wars franchise where there's the littlest amount of information. Yeah. So they can they can do kind of whatever they want. Um, that was always a point of contention with a lot of Trek fans. Is like when they came out with Star Trek Discovery, is you, you, you've inserted this show at a point of time in Star Trek where we know a lot about because it's right before the original series happens. And so it's like, well, we know what's going to happen. And you introduced a, a spaceship that has technology way above what the Enterprise has. Mm. And then, of mm. course, they have to explain away why we don't know about that later on. They have to, they have to find a way to, to remove that technology. And they do. But... Um, that's why I think this is brilliant. Um, Sam, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm, I'm kind of ready to, to, to wrap this up. Do you have any yeah, more sure. other kind of like canonical questions or anything about it? Like, no, I, I, I think we've covered it. Um, okay. yeah, I think I'm good. Right. I think it's as far as what I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know if anyone has enjoyed this episode or not. Uh, again, sorry for not doing the normal <laughs> movie, but this was kind of fun. And it, the, frankly, the three of us hadn't had a chance to chat about these, these episodes yet. Um, yeah. Because season one was so good. I've watched season one three times now. Yeah, I'm going through it again with my kids. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it once again myself. Yeah. See, I've been hesitant to let my son watch it. Yeah? Yeah. Because... I mean, people die in Star Wars, and that's not that big of a deal because it's always. But there's pretty, no blood yet. I know yeah. it's pretty inane. You know, it's just a it's a laser yeah. blast and some sparks and somebody falls down. But yeah. I think mostly because we haven't sat down as father and son and watched the original trilogy yet. Uh, yeah, and I'm okay. waiting yeah. to do that. To do that, which, by the way, okay, I need to vent for just a half second, and by half second, <laughs> I mean like three minutes. A good friend of mine and ours and of the show, his name's Andrew. I've talked about him on the show before. Oh, Lord. He's a good that guy. Andrew. But, but, he told me <laughs> that he sat down with is his this? daughter, who is, I think, five, and they watched the nine movies as a marathon. And I, of course, asked the question, in which order did you watch them? And he said, I watched them in the order they were intended to be watched, one through nine. And I said, no, that is wrong. No, you no, have no, to no. watch them four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine. And he says, and that some is, might say one might not even need to you be don't in there. Really need one. You're not wrong. And he says, yeah. that's not the way they were intended. I said, yes, they are. You can't <laughs> look at one, two, and three as there's a reason why they're called prequels because the main story of the Star Wars saga yep. is four, five, and six. That's the main point. And then yep. the prequels, there's how we got there, right? It's not the beginning of the story. It's how we got there. It's a flashback. Yep. You look at it as a flashback. And he says, but that doesn't make sense. I said, look at it this way. Let's say your daughter didn't know. I'm sure she probably was spoiled. We all get spoiled. But she didn't know that Luke, that Vader was Luke's father. By showing her episodes one, two, and three, you are taking that moment on the catwalk. Yeah. No, I am your father. You take that moment away, and you spoil mm. that. Yeah. And, and sometimes spoiler culture and whatever, we can get into that on, on them fighting nerds at some point. I think that would be a fun, fun topic. But that, to me, is a moment that needs to be in, enjoyed in the moment. Like that, like that, mm. that, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you lose that by yep. watching one, two, and three. So that was my rant. He, th- he thinks I'm insane. And so No, I agree I, with you. I, I, I would do the same thing. And I would, I'm one of those where I would legitimately skip one. Well, <laughs> yeah, just... one's terrible. Um, but to revisit that though, I, I haven't heard, I mean, I agree with you, but I haven't heard the logic and see, I would think four, five, six, then one, two, three, but you said four, four five. five. And then you take the and break I, there. Only because it's right. Why is that? That I'm your father. Yes. Um, so, statement. Then you realize how that happened. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. We're 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 yeah. taking the time now to get all right. Darth Vader. You know, he's I know. No, I am your father. Right. 
So now we're going to find yeah. out how we get there, right? It's the lowest point of in the in the arc for the heroes, right? There, you know, Han is missing. Um, Lando is wearing Han's clothes. Like it's all yeah. like they're all. Leia has <laughs> kissed her brother. Yeah, yeah. Like it's all bad, right? We're at, we're at the <laughs> bad. You know, Luke's missing a hand and a lightsaber. Right. It's all bad. Yeah. Which, by the way, I read something that I thought was really cool. And I always wondered this. Now, of course, this is all you know post the movies, and I, who knows how much George Lucas thought about it when he was making these movies? Who knows? But I always wondered if Luke was never trained to be a Jedi. You know, he was all he was kind of trained post post facto whatever, right? Mm-hmm. How to be a Jedi after? Hey, here's a lightsaber. This is what it means to be a Jedi. Use the Force, right? How would he know how to con? to construct a lightsaber. And secondly, how would he find a kyber crystal to to do that? Where would he know he would how would he know where to go? And um the answer to that is oh, now what's the answer? Is uh is uh, a, Galaxy's uh, Edge in Disney World. So no, so that's where you go to build a lightsaber. So when he's yeah. given, when he goes to visit Obi Wan at his house at Tatooine, Obi Wan opens up the yeah. drawer. This is your father's lightsaber. Here you go. Yeah. We know from Episode One, Phantom Menace, that Obi Wan takes Qui Gon Jinn's lightsaber, which is a green light. Or no, I guess it is it blue or green. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. He took his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So then Obi-Wan would have constructed a new one for himself because he's got kicked down the big hole by Darth Maul. So when after the death of Obi-Wan or after the death of yeah, Obi-Wan, Luke goes back to Tatooine at some point to go rummaging through his stuff and he finds Qui-Gon's lightsaber and uses that base to make a new one for himself, which is why he has huh. a green one in Return of the Jedi. Mm. Uh, makes sense. I, you know, it makes sense because we're able to see that. You know, what I'm saying because of what it happened. I think it's more of a, like you know, pure coincidence that Obi Wan ends up with Qui Gon's lightsaber. But whatever, it's not the point. Point is, is that uh, I haven't watched it with my son yet, and so. Yeah. Um, but I did tell him on his eighth birthday. I said, "You, I feel like you're old enough now to watch these with me." Yeah, and see, I'm kind of waiting. The movie wise, uh, I guess. Uh, Lucy's now 10, 10 and 7. Maybe wait yeah. till till Abby's 8 so that we can all watch together. Yeah. Um, I've, I've watched them all with my kids, and they're 10 and 7. And so that, they, they watched the Rebels and Clone Wars when they were younger. And so, I don't know. It was something that I thought. But we did usually go on a birthday. Like we actually saw Rogue One when it came out on one of my kids' oh, wow. birthdays. I what it was. Which, hindsight, that one might ha- might have been <laughs> a little too violent. <laughs> yeah, that one is pretty violent. Age. But uh, but I, they had already you know they had already seen the others I think by that point so they yeah they, they weren't faced. Well, the and... scariest Darth Vader scene ever. It was pretty yeah. awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and it's kind of a bummer that. Basically, after episode three, so episode three, and then seven, eight, nine, Rogue One, and Han, they're all PG thirteen. All the other ones are PG. Now, PG thirteen didn't exist when the first three were made, um, but they, but he, Lucas intentionally made episodes one and two, you know, kid friendly enough to be rated PG. And I always liked mm-hmm. that. And I remember when the third one came out that it was rated PG thirteen. People were pissed. Yeah. But like. We knew it had to be because we knew that there was a lot of Jedi had to die, and so well, they and need freaking flesh Anakin. was going to be melted. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's the he's a burnt sausage at the end of it. So mm. sausage. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Well, I, again, I don't have any clips. Obviously, I don't have any okay. uh, you know trivia that I'm really just going to sit and read. So I think we're just to the point where I'm just going to kind of end the show because I don't really know what else to do. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is uncharted territory, and I think that's fine. I think this was different. Yeah. Whatever. If you didn't like this episode, I'm sorry. If you were really looking forward to Chicago Trial of Chicago Seven or Enola Holmes, just be patient. We'll get to them. Yeah, we'll uh, get there. Yeah. And next week will be 
Um, something. Chicago 7. We're going to do Chicago. Yep. The trial of Chicago 7 next week. For sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right before Thanksgiving. We're going we're gonna to send you into Thanksgiving with a fun and uplifting movie about a trial, <laughs> about a riot, and a crazy judge and some other things yep. that happened. Um, not yeah, exactly. Lots a, of pot. It's not lots a, of pot smoke. Yeah, maybe it's not a very family family friendly movie, but it's a good movie and nothing like a good movie about you know politics and stuff right before Thanksgiving to to get you. Ooh, going. so we can talk about it with family. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's you should great. definitely do that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think you should do that at all. Um. So, yeah, I guess that's yep. it. Not going to do any kind of top 10 or, or a top three, I mean, or out of 10. I think that's just going to be kind of it. So, next week, the trial of Chicago of the Chicago 7. And highly recommend you watch that one. If you're going to listen yep. to it, the episode, you definitely should watch it so you can participate. I think it's worth that. Yep. And you should definitely go watch The Mandalorian if you have Disney+. Plus. Definitely go watch Mandalorian. It's such a good show. It's Absolutely. So and it's right now, it's one of the few things that I am kind of day and date. Like, if we weren't recording now, we would be, my wife and I would be watching it. So, yeah. That's good. Will we get another one tomorrow? Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll watch it tomorrow. At 3.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the new one will be posted. Nice. Well, then we'll be doing it yep. tomorrow. In the not meantime, you can check out other stuff that we do. Well, not other stuff. You can go and listen to old episodes by going to cheapseat.libsyn.com. It's got our, all of our old, old episodes. Facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews and at cheapseatcast is Twitter. Cheapseatreviews at gmail.com is our email address. Again, I've asked this for a little while. If there's anything for Christmas that you would like us to do with the month of Christmas or the month of not Christmas, the month of December, <laughs> any kind of holiday... Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, I don't care, whatever. Anything that you think would be fun <laughs> for that month, let us know. We're all over it. Uh, I'd, I'd be I'd be very, very happy to do that. Um, yeah, that's it. That's going to do it for us. Oh, oh, leave us a review. iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio. We're on all of those things. So leave us reviews. That'd be great. We appreciate it. Uh, then on behalf of Andrew and Sam this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening and this is the way Super Soka Ha, 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 ha.